This is Culture Tuesday, and on this Culture Tuesday, I'm going to share with you, I'm going to enlighten you, well, not me, but we are going to enlighten you. I've got a special guest today, but before I reveal to you who he is, I've been watching this TV series called Manifest. Ho, 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 more on that later. But in this series, it does follow several police officers uh, in their regular work. And in this series, there's some supernatural things going on. And the police, well, one police officer, one detective, keeps getting callings on how to solve some of the things they're trying to figure out. Crimes, mysteries, uh, missing persons. And I kept thinking while watching this series, uh, it, it, it just seems so separated from faith because they don't they don't ever talk about that or anything. It, the pro the show does the TV show does, but in the police station it doesn't. Well, I've got a gentleman on that's going to answer all of our questions about faith and in the police area behind the scenes. I have with us Father Barry Lomax, who is the parish chaplain, well, the, the chaplain for the Greater Manchester Police Department. Hello, Father Barry. Good morning. Father Barry, I just realised... Is that the correct term for the great? Is it Greater Manchester Police? Oh. My title now is the Force Lead Chaplain to Greater Manchester Police. Force Lead Chaplain. I love oh, that. <laughs> Do you get saluted or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, but occasionally I'm called Sir, uh, but that's just because of the protocols of police. But I think that's usually the. the uh, Student officers sometimes call you sir, but majority just call me father. Or a lot of them call me Father B, but father's like a, a title that they, they seems to they resonate with them, so they just pick that up quite easily. Father B. I love it. How do you want us to call you on the programme today? Father B, Father B. Well, as I say to the young officers when I when I meet them on day two, I always say to them when they say, Well, what do we call you? I say I always quote Cardinal Hume when he was asked. Uh, you know, what shall we call you? And he said, well, I answer to most things apart from oi. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not precious these days. I've gone past that after 30 years. So I don't mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Father B. Let's hear. Can you share with us a bit about how you ended up in your role? I mean, I were you a little boy playing uh, cops and robbers and you were like, oh, well, this is what I want to do? Or how did it happen? Well, uh, I do remember Dixon and Dot Green and I do remember Zed Cars. I'm of that age group. Um, and I suppose I, I did play at being police um, in the sense of all, all young boys, perhaps all young girls do as well, play at being police officers in one way or another. So, yeah, it was there, like that sort of thing. But no, um, uh, I may have toyed with the idea of police once, I may have toyed with the idea of the specials once, but um, I came into police chaplaincy um, after I'd been ordained a priest probably about uh, three or four years. And I was approached by um, one of our police chaplains, our volunteer police chaplains, as we were then, uh, a priest called Father Joe Carter, who was in uh, at a parish in Trafford, and he was also um, a chaplain to industry, so Kellogg's and all those places in Trafford Park. Um, and he'd been in the, uh, serving the police for a long time, and he, he asked, would I consider 
being a police chaplain. And I said, well, what will that entail? You know, is it going to take me away from my parish too much? And he said, no, no, no. He said, you only have to do, uh, you know, just a day a week. And, um, you know, it's, it's just like visiting hospitals. It's, it's quite easy, really. So I said, uh, I, I asked the bishop how he feel about it. And he says, well, as long as it doesn't interfere with your work as a, in a parish, I have no problem. So um, I went along and I was appointed as a divisional uh, chaplain to um, Q Division, which is in Oldham in Greater Manchester. And uh, I was there for 15 years as their divisional chaplain. We called them divisions then, now we call them districts, but in them days it was a division. So I was there for 15 years and that's how it started. And I took to it quite easily, really. It's, it's, like, it's like any visiting, any parish visiting, uh, hospital visiting, uh, any of that. It's just going along, listening, and just enjoying being in the company of people. Wait, wait, wait. What does this mean, going along, listening? Like, do you go to crime scenes and you're like, ooh, do you have to go in and then you get to speak to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, like, lights up here as a clue and then you show the police? What, this, is, this is my imagination for you. Yeah. What, what, does, yeah. what does it mean to chaplain for a police officer? Yeah, well, you, you've got a very good imagination, I'm sure. I <laughs> 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 don't want to tap into that. But um, no, uh, my role is supportive. Uh, I'm just a supportive role, like in all chaplains, really, in prison chaplains or uh, military chaplains. We're there to support the officers and the staff. And if they've got a problem, if they've got difficulties, if they've got issues uh, that they feel that they're unable to uh, share within the organisation, say with well-being or with occupational health or with their tutors or their seniors, their um, their lead management. Um, We're there really as a sort of a a wall for them to bounce the ball across and and listen. Uh, uh, As I say to them, we're not Obi-Wan Kenobi. We don't have all the answers, um, but... Most of us have been around the block a few times and uh, we're good listeners. Um, And what they say to us is said confidentially. So uh, they can be frank and open with us and it won't go any further unless they want it to go further. And if they do, well, then we can be a conduit for them and we can run with it and take it further for them. Um, Because one of the privileges of being a police chaplain is that we take the rank of the person we speak to. So therefore, we're equal um, and we can ask the questions that very often their rank may not allow them to ask. Um, And so uh, we can find out things for them and then without um, informing anyone who it was who was asking the question, go back to them and say, oh, by the way, the reason why we do such and such or why such and such is asked of you is because. And then we explain it to them in that way. So that's that's, that's one of our roles, really. Is there, so there's a difference between police chaplain and prison chaplain. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, we, 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 if if, um, if um, somebody was in custody and they asked to see a priest or a minister, um, whatever faith, uh, an imam, whatever it would be, it would not be from our ranks. We are there to serve the police and the police staff. We're not there to serve their customers. That would be outside of the police, so a local uh, parish priest, a local uh, vicar, minister, uh, imam would be contacted to come in as an outsider to, um, uh, to help the prisoner or the person who's in custody. 
So you said you're it's sort of a parish priest, but for police. Does that mean you do a daily mass at the precinct? Is there a chapel in the precinct? How does that work? There is a chapel at Sedgley Park where I'm based. I'm based at the training college in Sedgley Park in Presswich. And there is a beautiful chapel there, but it's used uh, 98% of the time. It's used as... Um, an auditorium as a lecture room and the sanctuary is, is uh, curtained off. Um, so no, I celebrate mass at the moment. I celebrate mass here at my apartment um, e each day. And as uh, we were discussing before uh, you went on air, the, uh, I have been supplying for the last 10 weeks in my parish I left in order to do, take up this appointment. So I've been celebrating Sunday masses there. In future, uh, once that finishes this following, this coming weekend, um, I'll probably join the community here at the cathedral and celebrate a, a Sunday Mass with them, unless I'm asked by uh, any of my priest brothers who um, have difficulties or want to go on holiday and they want to supply, then I'd go to their parish and uh, supply a Mass there. But no, we don't have a Mass in the police because, of course, I'm not there as a Roman Catholic chaplain. I'm there as a police chaplain. So we're there for all faiths and none. I'm not there to promote the Catholic Church in any way. I'm there really just to be a priest. It could equally have been an Anglican minister who was asked to be the force lead chaplain. It could have been an imam. It's just that I um, was selected from the candidates who put forward for the job. Wow. So that that is a different dynamic then as you're supporting all these different faiths. Uh, does, does that mean... Did you did you have to learn more about other faiths, or is it was that part of your charism? Maybe being understanding wise in all these different ways. How how are you able to support? How is that able to work? <laughs> well, we 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 have a multi faith chaplaincy in Greater Manchester Police, as most constabularies do. To be fair, um, but as I. I've been explaining to quite a few people recently, it seems. Um, it's not like a box of chocolates where we just say, well, here's, here's a box of chocolates, pick your flavour you want. Um, we can't be everything to everyone, but we have, say, for instance, uh, an imam who is the uh, volunteer police chaplain over on K Division in Bolton. Uh, we have um, an Anglican minister, and she is uh, the a volunteer police chaplain in Rochdale. So if someone was to come to me and say that um, I want to see, for instance, uh, an imam, because I can't speak to my own imam because it's something personal, like something private, and I don't want him to know about this. Um, well, first protocol would be to speak to me. And then if I can answer the question or I can direct them, fine. If I can't, well, then I know somebody who can, and I can then contact or signpost them to the imam or the imam to them. So that's how the multi-faith works. It's not that I've got to know everything about every faith and be wise in every faith, but I, if I don't know the answer, I know somebody who does. And that's the same with, uh, we have a, um, um, a rabbi who's uh, sort of on standby. He doesn't have a district, but he's there if we... Uh, came across a question that we couldn't answer, we could always signpost them to the rabbi or to the Sikh. Uh, we can do that as well, uh, Sikh priest. So we have a uh, we have a variety of um, tools in our box, you might say, that we can use if needed. 
Oh, it's a sign of a good detective of signposting to the right, using, collaborating, working as a team. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, everyone. This is Culture Tuesday. And on today's program, we have Father Barry Lomax, who is now the police chaplain for Greater Manchester Group. He has been... He's been volunteering for 15 years with the division and now he is full time supporting the officers and the staff outside of wellness, outside of human resources. He's there to support the team that's supporting the civilians, us out in the community. Father Barry, uh, I've got some more logistical questions. There's so many lovely ones. So if there is, say, so. The police still have on the weekends and on Sundays, they have their parishes that they attend with their Mm -hmm. families and their communities. And it'll be probably closer to home. If there's a funeral, (laughs) logistic (laughs) question, if there's a funeral for a police officer, would it be you that does the funeral or like the parish priest? Is there like rock, paper, um... scissors, shoot? Who does it? Yeah, well, God forbid that these things happen, but they do, unfortunately. The wheel does come off sometimes, and we have experienced in Greater Manchester, uh, in my time, in the 23 years I've been with the Greater Manchester Police, uh, certainly two uh, deaths of uh, officers, in fact, three uh, deaths. And uh, one was a Muslim officer, one was um, a girl over in uh, Oldham, Alison Armitage, um, and, we, of course, we had the girls. I always refer to them as the girls, uh, Nicola and Fiona in Hyde, um, who were tragically killed. Um, at all those occasions, um, the force chaplain would be involved with the family in directing and helping and assisting. But we're not there to take over because you may have a police officer who's very fervent in their faith and might have a big connection with their parish. And it would be insulting for us to roll up and say, right, well, we're taking over now when they already have a a commitment to a parish, but also they have a relationship with their own priest. So we would be there to assist their priest or their minister um, with the funeral. It might be that they want a police funeral, therefore we would be able to help with the ceremonial side of that and what would be in, that would entail. Um, but no, we don't take over. We're not there in that sense. But sometimes, very often it can be that we're the only um, religious figure that they may know because, you know, they're not all off to mass every Sunday. Uh, you know, some some like, like lots of people have lapsed and gone their own way. But we may be the only religious figure they identify with, regardless of faith, whether it be Roman Catholic or Anglican or what they may be. Um, so I have, um, many years ago, I baptised um, a young child of a police officer um, over at Sesley Park in the chapel. Uh, she's grown up to be a beautiful young lady now, that that, that girl, that uh, little baby. Um, but um, I was somebody that they knew and somebody that they could come to. So uh, I was the person they, they, they sought out. Um, but the answer to the question is, no, we're not, we're not there just to uh, interfere and take over. We're there to help and uh, direct uh, in that role. All right. Enough with the, the, the little nitty gritty things. As the police chaplain, and since you've done it for so many years, what are, can you give us, how, why would, so listeners out there, we might have some police officers listening right now. What, how, could you encourage the listeners on, uh, especially those that are working in the force, uh, 
encourage why why should they come speak to you? What would be the difference between you and a wellness officer? Yeah, well, um, the first and foremost is is the confidentiality um, because uh, we are an organisation uh, when all said and done, and we have rules and regulations, and it's a strict organisation. It's a disciplined organisation, as you'd expect from any police force uh, these days. Um, and anything that is said uh, to people within the organisation, um, if it um, was controversial in any way, or it could harm the force, or harm the individual, um, or uh, harm somebody else, if, uh, um, it may have to be written down, it may have to be recorded, um, uh, you know, in order for them to be signposted to other places. So you could have somebody who's going through some sort of depression at the moment um which is you know it's, it's possible with the workload that officers and the that they have to deal with and, and some of the things that they have to deal with um and therefore it may have to be written down so that they can signpost them to say occupational health and from occupational health to uh, mental well-being or or other directions um and then later on when they uh, perhaps are looking towards um, becoming a chief constable or a assistant chief constable or climbing the dizzy heights. Um, will that be on their record? Um, well, with the chaplaincy, of course, um, that's not the case because we just keep it to ourselves. Um, because although I am part of the organisation now um, because I'm employed by GMP, nevertheless, that status of confidentiality remains. Um, it's it's quite a, a grace that we've been given, really. Um, so we're inside the organisation, but we're also just outside it as well. Um, we're the king's fool who can, uh, the king's jester. We can ask the questions. We we can say it in a way um, uh, that is open and frank, but uh, and not classed as being uh, sort of um, uh, insulting to the office or anything. So we have a freedom that, that uh, other parts of the organization, organization may not enjoy in the same way. Um, so that's one of the reasons why it might be good to speak to a chaplain. Um, and also, um, we're not non-judgmental, you know, and they get to know us. That's the great thing about chaplaincy too. I've found over all these years, it takes a long time to build up a relationship with police officers. Police officers, it's in their DNA to be suspicious. It's part of them. Um, and so they don't take readily just to strangers walking in. They won't just open up. I can count in all the years I've been a police chaplain, I can count on one hand, and I won't use all my fingers uh, to tell you the number of times we've had a deep and meaningful conversation about God in anything to do with uh, policing or anywhere else. Uh, mainly it is just the ordinary, everyday matters of life uh, or work that, that comes to mind. Um, so, but relationship building up really, that's very important and takes a long time to do that because they are very uh, suspicious. They just don't open up just as quickly as that. I'm in that fortunate position now after all these years where a lot of people know me, they know where I come from, they know what I, you know, the way I act and where I operate, the way I speak. Um, and um, it's quite nice when I, when they have the confidence to come along and say, can I have a, can I have a quick word with your father? Um, it's in the same way it would be in a parish, I'm sure, for any parish priest for that to have that relationship. It's the same relationship, really. I love how you described Father Barry that you're the king's jester, the king's fool, and that's so true. And and it is important to build the relationship. So, listeners, 
you are in such a precious place with having a parish priest, especially if they've been for uh, a while with your parish. So treasure, treasure that relationship because sometimes people come and go and then you have to build it up all over again. You shared, Father Barry, uh, a precious moment where uh, an officer asked you to baptize his child in the in the chapel. Are there any other times over these past couple of years that you've really treasured your role as a supportive, as the fool supporting the folks? Um, well, um, every day is a blessing, really. You know, I mean, it, it sounds a bit trite, doesn't it, really, to say that sometimes, but it is. I mean, I I, I enjoy this role that I have. Um, it was one of the reasons, I think, that Bishop John, our Bishop, Bishop of Salford, Bishop John Arnold, uh, was very gracious and very generous uh, to allow me to put my hat in the ring uh, when they uh, asked for applications for um, the role of uh, forced lead chaplain um, for Greater Manchester Police. Um, because, you know, we have a shortage of priests in, the, in any diocese, not just Salford, in many dioceses. And so when I leave a parish, obviously someone's got to take that place up and whoever that person is, someone's got to take their place up. And so it goes on. It's like knocking dominoes over. Um, so it's very generous of the bishop to allow this, but he allowed it really because I've been doing it a long time. Um, as well as that work, my other role as the national chaplain to the Catholic Police Guild of England and Wales, um, that's probably been a 10-year um, um, appointment as well. And he saw that that was an area that I sort of thrived in or that I was able at. Um, and so uh, it was it was very that was that was rewarding that the bishop felt that about me to do that to do this sort of work. But no, all all interaction with the police, I just I just find a joy. I mean, yesterday evening I was out doing my walk around Manchester. I, I get my steps going, keep my steps up, you know, and I have a, a little route that I do. Um, and I bumped into three officers uh, who were responding to a call at that time. And they were just in the middle or just finishing that thing. And I know one of them reasonably well, from only from Facebook, really, from interaction there. And, and I just stopped and said hello. Um, but again, the fact I know him, he knows me, and um, uh, is a nice relationship. Um, and to, to the ones I didn't know, the other two officers, to introduce myself to them, because sometimes, and I say this an awful lot in the police, we're the best kept secret in Greater Manchester Police, the chaplain said. Uh, they know about wellbeing, they know about occupational health. They don't always know that there are chaplains, and that's one of my roles that I have now, is promoting chaplaincy in Greater Manchester Police, making it visible, making it a reality for them, that it's a service that they can use. Um, uh, you know, when the wheel comes off, they know that there are options, and I'm, I'm one of those options. Okay, I've done. I'm sorry. I know we were. We I said, oh, done with the nitpicky questions. But I got another one. Do you get a badge, <laughs> uh, or like a little hat? Do you get the little hat and the badge or anything? No, no my, my uniform is is my clerics. Really, that 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 denotes me of of, of who I am. Um, I don't hold a rank as such uh, because, of course, we take the rank of everyone we speak to. Yeah. So uh, there's no necessity to. Uh, you know, have a crown on my shoulder or a bath stars <laughs> on my shoulder or a scrambled egg on my heart, really. Um, uh, so that's not needed. I, I have um, a card. I have um, uh, an identif identification card around my neck, uh, which says I'm police staff, um, which 
for the last 23 years, it used to just say non-police, and that meant you were a volunteer. Uh, but now mine's gone to green, as it were, and it is police staff. A police constable will have a blue badge and it say police constable or police officer on theirs. Uh, but that's the only identification that they would know that I am. I do have a badge, actually, but that's from an old time, a long time ago, which some CI, I think it was a chief inspector gave to me from, uh, they were giving them out for CID officers and mine had divisional chaplain on it, but that's <gasps> very rarely do I use that. I don't oh, need to. Well, working on your golden badge when you to get yourselves into the gates of heaven. <laughs> Father <laughs> B. Oh, Father B, another question. All right. This is going to be a controversial question. So listeners, do not hate me for it and do not hate Father B for how he answers it. Are you ready? Sit down, Father B. It's going to be a tough question. Who has the better tea, coffee and donuts? Your parish hall or the police precinct? That's an easy question. Oh, oh, oh. Um, they don't have donuts <laughs> at the <laughs> parish hall, and it's tea and biscuits. And I'm off. Tea, I'm off biscuits now because uh, uh, it's not good for me. All that sugar, so I'm off that. So, uh, and then the police again. Very rarely do I have anything like that there. I mean, I might get a brew occasionally, but that's about all. So no, it's an easy question. Uh, they're the same. They, they don't really exist much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I'm sure your parishioners at Sacred Heart, uh, Sacred Heart Westbow, is that how you pronounce it? No, West Horton. West Horton. West Horton. It's in Bolton. Oh, well, I'm sure your parishioners at the Sacred Heart in West Horton uh, will, will miss you. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you want them to come back, uh, just guarantee a donut or some nice tea. And I think he might head over your way. <laughs> Thank you so much, Father B, for being with us today. Listeners, this was Father Barry Lomax, uh, and he is in the Diocese of Salford, and he is now the full-time position of Force Lead Chaplain with Greater Manchester Police. Before I let you go, Father B, could you please pray? Uh, lead us in a prayer, please. Yeah, most certainly. This is the prayer that we have for the... Uh, um the Catholic Police Guild of England and Wales. So this is a, uh, a prayer that officers in the Catholic Police Guild would say and the, and the members would say uh, daily. Most merciful God, giver of all authority, by the merits of thy divine Son and through the intercession of his Holy Mother and our glorious patron, Saint Michael, grant that we may this day and every day overcome all temptations especially to injustice and disloyalty, and with our minds inflamed by the Holy Spirit, perform all our duties in such a manner as may be pleasing to thy divine will, so that when called to report for the last time, we may not be found wanting and may be allowed to remain forever in thy presence. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, Pray, for, Pray us. for us. Thank you very much, Father Barry. We'll look forward to having you on again at some time soon. Thank you very much for allowing me to speak to you today. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast from Radio Maria. If you enjoy these programs, please consider becoming one of our monthly donors 
All you need to do is visit www.radiomirrorengland.uk and click on the Support Us tab for various options. We rely entirely on donations, so thank you to all our listeners for their generous support. <laughs>